hello, I want to welcome you to Conversations with Mayi Lenz podcast, where we want to help you lead unapologetically by shifting your mindset from old limiting beliefs and creating the life you desire. If you're new to the family, thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe wherever you listen to audio podcasts. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. We really appreciate you. Now, I am so excited to have a returning guest today, the insightful and knowledgeable Janet Elaine Schmidt, creator of the Reprogram, Reprogram for Success Quantum Consciousness Accelerator, inspirational speaker, integrative holistic healer, and life coach. Two years ago, she graced our podcast with a fascinating fascinating <laughs> exploration of the intersection between uh, quantum physics and epigenetic, leaving us with practical tools like the 90-second reset exercise and the concept of aware to be awareness. And you can correct me if I'm wrong there, <laughs> Janet. Today, we're diving even deeper into the realm of consciousness and self-discovery. Janet, it is fascinating to have you back. Welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a joy to be able to discuss my passion. I can't wait to hear your new founds. <laughs> for our new listeners and those who might have missed our enlightening, to me, it was an enlightening conversation two years ago. I can't believe it's been two years. <laughs> which by the way, I am going to link that episode here. Could you please reintroduce yourself, share a bit of your background, your passion for exploring consciousness and maybe some key insights from our previous discussion because I'm excited to explore even deeper into this fascinating topic. Thank you so much. Um, well, as she said, my name is Janet Elaine Schmidt, and I am the founder of Reprogram for Success and um, Integrative Holistic Healing. I actually take it to a step further and go into the quantum world because we're all in the quantum world. You listening to me right now, we're all in the same field. Um, and that is not just me saying it. That's actually quantum physics. So I, a long time ago, and my story is, this is not what I was doing. I was actually chairman of the board of a nonprofit that helped homeless women get a better education to assist their children so that their children wouldn't repeat the cycle, which is goes to epigenetics. And then I was also working for an inner city hospital, helping the underserved, making sure that they received the medical care that they could get. Um, and through that process, I noticed that I was going through um, a repeated money issue. And I ended up in a really difficult one because I was given a large sum of money um, through a divorce. And now I could help the underserved, both individual and nonprofit alike. And I was so excited about that. And I ended up in arbitration because my financial advisor, who was with a well-known international institution that's still out there today, made an investment that was outside the scope of the firm. And I lost a lot of money. And so I'm sitting in arbitration thinking, I'm going to lose this money. So I would say to everybody, our thoughts have energy. 
it's been shown that it does affect your cells. Your thoughts affect your cells because your cells are energy. And so here I am knowing a little bit about quantum physics, and I couldn't stop this train of my thought. And I never did think I wasn't going to win. I always thought I was going to win. And sure enough, I won. Um, he was disbarred. His partner fine. The company was fine. But I only got 10% of what I lost. So now I had to figure this out. I knew I knew the energy part of it, but there there had to be more. There had to be something. And I started checking my subconscious mind. Instead of going and looking at who wronged me, I started saying, what put me there? What was it about my subconscious? What was it about me that accepted that vibration, that frequency to put me there? And so I started looking into epigenetics and epigenetics is the imprinting from our ancestors, from our ancestors, they pass down to our parents and our parents pass it to us from the time we're born to about seven years old. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about the imprinting of our belief system, of our thoughts, of our emotions, of everything about us. It's kind of like when somebody says, hey, you know, they're acting just like their father. Hmm. Well, that imprinting is there. And so to be aware of that, it's a programming. So you have to ask yourself, and I would say the to the audience right now, ask yourself, who programmed you? Is this your program or is that someone else's program? Because the program I was running with money was my family's program because I came from eight generations of ministers who signed up to be economically challenged, who never who gave all their money to the underserved and who never had any money to manage. Now, I don't want to take away from their journey, so I want everybody to understand that I honor them. But that wasn't my journey. And to understand how your family is programmed is really important when we're looking at our finances, when we're looking at our friendships, when we're looking at our jobs, um, because this can really tell you what you might have to tweak in your belief system to excel where you want to excel. And so for me, that was the tipping point was when I started going down that rabbit hole and it took me to all different belief systems that I had to say, is that really mine or is that my parents? And one of them was fear. And, and I'm going to say this too. I want to have a disclaimer for our parents. They didn't know that they were programmed. They, it, it's only this generation. It, yeah, it's only really in, in the 50s that it started becoming really aware that we might have been programmed. And really in this last decade that we actually really talk about it. Um, but so, so we can, we can set that one aside, but you really have to sit down and I'd say to everybody listening, take out a piece of paper, write down your beliefs. Do they expand you or do they contract you? Because if they're contracting you, if they're not assisting you, then that's a belief you might want to consider changing. Right. Wow. I and, that. and so that's, my, that's kind of my golden rule. For when I look at myself, I go, how are you feeling? Are you feeling contracted by when you say that word? Or are you feeling expanded by saying that word or that feeling or that thought? And um, but after I went through um, this whole arbitration and this whole with money, I studied everything that could change your subconscious mind and ended up getting certified in 12 different types of te techniques. And through that process, I found a combination that works in 
not only moving out the old belief and to the root, going to the root of it, but also reprogramming a new belief. But then I double clamp it down with what they call an energy psychology modality, which basically in layman's terms, crosses your left hemisphere with your right hemisphere of your brain and brings you into a whole brain state. And why is that important? It's important because our left side of our brain is our logical side and the right side of our brain is creative. And a lot of times the reason why we can't achieve what we wanna achieve is because they're arguing over the best way to achieve that. And that's why we stay stuck. And so I found that when I kind of double or triple clamp down certain things that to change the belief, that it really has almost an instant effect. Uh, I've had some clients that, even in my office, that their voice has changed an octave. So it it's it's amazing what we can do, and and we can reprogram ourselves for the success that we desire without a doubt. Oh my goodness! Yes, yes, and I and I share with you in the previous episode about. When I, because um, our thoughts are really powerful and sometimes we we don't need to go into all the studies just to really realize that right. our thoughts are really powerful. And I shared the story of when I, I was sure to get the job at my local church as a video editor, I had no experience with video. I, jo- I just had this desire to, to create with them and I got the job. I learned then, you know, with the time I learned with them, but, um, but it was just that desire and, and it's just fascinating. I, I, I love it. So today I want to, let's delve deep into the, the creation of, of communication, because that's the key for, especially for my audience of, you know, mompreneurs, solopreneurs, yeah. that communication is key to, to continue and go to the next level. Right. Mm-hmm. So how um let's talk about the creation of communication pipeline that that i believe um i don't know what's new in your world but with the higher self what practices or or techniques can can you know the listeners employ to establish a clear and effective um connection how does this connection influence our daily lives and decision making because you were talking about blending our left and the right brain. <laughs> yes, it's it's really important. One of the, the one of the biggest things I say to people is just at least meditate for 10 minutes, even 10 minutes, maybe five minutes. But um it's really important to quiet yourself. And I know we have a lot of thoughts going through our heads. And uh if you go to the other episode that I did, I do what I it's a 90 second um resilience tool that actually flushes all the thoughts in your head and emotions down. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say, check that episode out. But if you just sit there and just let the thoughts go through your head and just, and just sit and all of a sudden you're going to notice that even if you can hear the noise outside, that there is a sound of silence in there. Mm-hmm. And that silence is the gap. And so you want to just quiet yourself and hear the sound of silence. And like, even if it's for a minute that you achieve it, it is so healthy for your mind, 
your heart, your whole body. So that's number one that I would I would say to everyone. And I think I have some free meditations on on my um, website um, that are just really short. But I would say that. But one of the techniques I teach my clients, and so I'll teach everyone here, is all you write on a piece of paper is what is it? And I I do this uh, uh, before I meet even with a client. I do this. What is it that Janet needs to know today? I'll write that. What is it that Janet needs to know today? I'll take, I've been doing it for years, so I don't even have to do this, take the breaths anymore. But I tell my clients, take a couple deep breaths, close your eyes, take a deep breath, then read that. And then just let your hand write. Just let your hand write because your higher self, and I know this sounds crazy, but it is your higher self talking to you. Don't argue with the words. Just do it. And the more you do it, the more it's going to come with ease. But I have been doing this for years now, not just for myself, but before I meet with people, before I meet with a client, I'll say, I, I have I have a, a client and I'll say, what is it that Phoenix needs to know today? And my hand will just start writing. And um, I see it kind of interesting. I, I see actually deities or whatever that's connected to the person, but it's definitely the person's higher self. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they just give me a message for them. And sure enough, every time a person talks to me, it comes out within the first 10 minutes. So I would say to people, I've given this technique to clients. And anytime you even have a problem, you could write it down, say, how, what is it that I need to know about this problem. And you could write it down the night before you you go to bed, go to bed, get up, read it, write whatever you need to. I had a client who didn't really believe in this, but they said, I'll try it. So they did. And they said, oh my gosh, the solution was so easy. My hand just wrote it down. It was so easy. So this is a way that we connect to our higher self. And then the third way is I would say, our heart never leads us wrong. It's always our brain. Mm. So if you can visualize, if everybody listening to this can visualize, just visualizing their brain going down into their heart and then touching their heart and then start feeling gratitude. And when you start feeling gratitude in your heart, that's good. And now ask any question you want. Any question. And your and just put your your fingers on your heart because your mind is going to go right to where your fingers are, and it will your heart will never lead you astray. It's always our mind, because our mind is controlled by the subconscious, but your heart is not. And your heart, even though it functions with the knowledge of the sub- subconscious, your heart is more powerful. It has a brain in it that's bigger than your heart. It's more electric than your heart. And it is your true essence of who you are. And that is the third thing that I tell them. Wow, that's that is powerful. And and it's good that you mentioned that the heart has a brain of its own. As, mm-hmm. You know, I, I learned that from uh, oh my goodness, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I was yes. listening to one of his meditations and and he was explaining. Um now I get mixed. I get mixed up with the, uh, I think, Limitless. I'm not sure if that programming um, was from 
Dr. Joe Dispenza or somebody else, but that's where I, I learned from from him about the, the heart. And I'm not sure if you brought that up on the last episode, but that is so powerful. Yeah, it's it's and, it's really powerful to do a check-in with yourself that way. Yeah, but you know what? I think also that sometimes we are like in the now and, yeah. and these things take a lot of practice. And sometimes I remember when I started doing the practice that you just described, it's like just going into, you know, like meditation and just let your mm -hmm. fingers um, flow. It, it's like, I don't know what to write. Can you please, like, can you tell me what to write? We just want somebody, you know, to tell us what to write. What is it that, and we don't, we don't really let our hearts, you know, do the work. Mm -hmm. It's just quieting. That's why I say, don't argue with the words. Even if you write three words to begin with, even if you write three words, you're on your way. This, this client that I had, had never done it before that wrote down the problem that they had. And she said, I got up in the morning and one of the advantages to getting up in the morning right away and just sitting down at it is that you're still not fully out of your sleep mode. And so you're still kind of in that space. And, and, and she said it was, it was so easy. And this is something that she's adopted now. And, and I know that she does it right when she gets up in the morning now. And, and as I said, the more you do this, the more it's going to become automatic and it is a way to tap into your higher self. The heart, the heart you, you will be able to really tap into probably faster, in my opinion, because once we put our hand there, I, I would ask everybody who's listening, if you put your hand on your chest, and I don't know if we did this in the other episode, but if you put your hand on your chest and you say your name, so if I said my name was Janet, I have a different resonance than if I say my name's Jessica. So mm. you start to understand what the truth is by just the resonance in your in your heart, because you can feel the vibration in your body. And so being attuned to our body and and just the vibration within it is extremely, extremely important. Wow. And and I'll circle back to the meditation part, but I, I want, I know your time, it, it's very uh, narrow today. So I want to um, dig into the, the state of being, you know, this is very intriguing because um, we're, we're talking about consciousness and, you know, self and could you elaborate on what states of beings are and why understanding them is crucial in our journey of self-discovery and personal growth. Well, when I talk, I might talk about states of being a little bit differently than other people talk about states of being. But um, when we're in our everyday life, like talking right now, our subconscious mind uh, takes over because it's kind of automatic. Our conscious mind only controls 5%, even though it's the commander of the ship. And that's why I would say to you, start looking at your programming because that's your subconscious and you can change it through the conscious mind. You can change to bring the conscious mind and subconscious into agreement. Um, so, so one is where we're talking just now. And there's another state uh, that when we're really not even focused on anything and we're just being. And I say when we're talking about that, and I think that's where you want me to go, is um, when you go to bed at night, 
um, and we first lay down, right? We're kind of in a, we kind of go into a lucid, kind of a light sleep at first. And I won't talk about the levels theta and all of that. I'm just going to talk about how we feel. And so we go into that and then we might go into a little bit deeper sleep, but we're not totally out. What I mean is like not even there. So we might be in a, a little bit where we're dreaming, where we're actually dreaming. When we go into a lucid sleep, we can actually change our dreams. So it's kind of like when you start reorganizing your dream going, wait, that didn't happen. And then there's one where you just kind of go in and you're actually in a dream. And then there's one where you're totally, totally deep. You're just asleep. Now, when I talk about the states of being when we're awake, I talk about getting into that place where I said was the gap, where you just kind of hear the silence, because that's when we actually can create a lot of wonderful things for ourselves. And so one of the easiest techniques that I have for people is if we're sitting here right now and if they want to close their eyes, roll your eyes up so they're almost looking at your third eye or they're almost cross-eyed. So when we roll our eyes up, it gets us into that theta state really fast. And then just take five deep breaths and see what that feels like. There's a different feeling with that than if you're just closing your eyes and you're taking the five deep breaths because this is already elevating you. And the more you do that, the more you're going to go into that space. But when we go into the gap and 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 I have I also have another exercise that people can do to get into the gap too, which is I just sit there and then I'll say, a word. So you could say, if you want to say God or, or um, whatever word you use for infinite source and just say infinite source. And you could visualize that word with your eyes closed, infinite source, and just feel it and just keep saying it and just sit there. And in between saying it, you're going to have a space. So infinite source, and there's a space, there's always a space. And then there's an exercise of actually going, ah, uh, when you do that, you're resonating it and then just sit in it and it will slide you into the space. And this does take practice. So you're absolutely correct in saying that because the gap, but you will get there. I'm just, I promise people that if you practice this and just let thoughts go and you just focus on a word, or as they say, focus on a candle. You could do it with a candle, with your eyes open if you don't want to meditate. And by looking at that candle, you forget about all the world. And you're just in the being. And the magic of the being is when you get messages. It's when when people talk about, oh, I saw the vision, or I, I got this intuition, or I have this or that in meditation. This is what they're talking about because they're they've relaxed their brain enough that they're not in the subconscious. They're actually in the gap. They're actually what they call the gap. Mm, that, where, that's fascinating. <laughs> you, I, I hope that made sense. Yeah, I, I think and I'm going to speak for myself because when I was starting uh, the, my meditation practice, 
I remember that it was like my brain was always, you know, like my nose itches and my and, and I'm, I'm wasting time. I should be doing something else. And I should be we don't give ourselves time to really be with with ourselves. So I want to take it. Um, I want to circle back because we've been talking about meditation and, and you know, a practice that are maybe a lot of people are familiar with. But today we want to specifically explore, you know, its impact in on manifestation, like you were saying. What exactly happened, you know, when one dedicates just 10 minutes? Like for that person right now that is listening, that is still skeptical, that is still thinking, ah, this is just a waste of my time. I really want to meditate. And, you know, how does this contribute to manifesting your really your desires? How can we just not shut down our, our brain because somebody might be listening and has never done it. So let's talk about to, to that person that has never, ever done it. And, and, you know, if you've never done it, um, as I said before, I have a 90 second, all you have to do is 90 second, um, kind of resilience reset meta. It's a mind reset. It was done by the um, samurais prior to going into battle. I shortened it to 90 seconds. The importance of meditation or quieting your brain is we have so much going on. We have so many thoughts all at the same time. I mean, we have 60,000 thoughts going through our head a day. It's been proven fact. And so by slowing ourselves down and eliminating negative thoughts, I call them ants, automatic negative thoughts, and flushing all the thoughts out, we're able to create new thoughts. We're able to sit there after we flush them all down. Okay, what is it that you want to achieve and know what those thoughts are? It's it's kind of like saying everything works to my advantage and reprogramming yourself for everything works to my advantage or I have an abundant mindset. So once you clear your mind out and you've even just taken the 90 seconds of flushing it out, and I would say to people, if you don't want to meditate, just sit in your chair and say, okay, I see all my thoughts and all my emotions blowing down my body, down my legs, to the ground, to the center of the earth. That's all you have to do. And I, I'm telling you, you're commanding your body to do that. You're telling your subconscious to do that. It will do that. And then you can decide what thoughts you want, because it's really important. I, I I actually give my if anything that people take away from this, just say everything works out to my advantage. Anytime you see anything that you think, oh, why did that happen? Or, or just say everything works out to my advantage. And the reason why I'm saying that is because that takes you away from those thoughts that are going to take you into more negative thoughts. And I guarantee you 95% of the time, it's going to work out better than you thought it was ever going to work out. But our thoughts are so important, how we think and what we think. And because this is how you manifest. You manifest, you even said it, that you manifest being, doing the video photography <laughs> because you said, I'm going to do this. And you didn't have any doubt. And so when we start speaking positive to ourselves and we start saying this, but the beginning is just flushing those thoughts, emotions, and everything that 
bog us down during the day and just seeing them all flush down. It takes you 90 seconds, sit in your car, let them all go. And you will feel refreshed and then just say, I have an abundant mindset or I, you know, everything works to my advantage because it, it goes to what you were saying. You reprogrammed right there. You had no doubt. And so when we start saying positive things to ourselves, we have no doubt of what we can accomplish. And so my message to everybody is just remember the biochemical effect of your brain function shows that your cells are affected by your very thoughts. So why wouldn't you speak nicely to yourself? Why wouldn't you be your biggest cheerleader? Why wouldn't you say, I can do this? Just like you said, you could become the, that you were the video photographer and you got it and you had no experience. And so this is, this is very key into our manifesting. I think people give up. So we give up so easily when we don't see it. Oh, it didn't come. So it's not. And the last thing I would say is, I don't think you put down exactly how it had to happen to you to become the video photographer. I think you just said, I want that. I see that for myself. When we start having to have to have it happen a certain way, then we're putting parameters out there already. We're putting barriers up already. If we just say, I know, I know that's going to happen. I know I'm going to be the video photographer. I'm so grateful. And we start having these feelings. So it's also the emotion and the feelings that we have with it. And if we teeter, and I'm going to say this to people, when you look at why you haven't manifest something, ask yourself, oh, did I have the feeling, but then I got the fear and I had the feeling and then mm -hmm. I got the fear because it's, it's kind of like you're, you're putting your foot on the gas. And so it's going, the God is saying, okay, yeah, let's go. And then all of a sudden you put the brake on and you say, no, I don't want that, you know, because you, you start having the fear. And so if we can just say, that's why I always say something wonderful is happening to me today, or I say, everything's working to my advantage. I mean, I probably get up saying, I, and gratitude, gratitude is the biggest producer of anything you want. If you have gratitude for even the birds singing outside or just the, the fact that it's not raining like today, <laughs> um, I, I'm so grateful and, or, um, anything or grateful to just breathe. I'm telling you when we live in gratitude, we bring everything to us. Um, it's a frequency that, you know, I don't think any of us can fully explain the cosmic consciousness out there or Christ consciousness. I don't think we can fully understand the expansiveness of it, but I do know that living your life with gratitude for even just the breath we breathe will bring you magnificent things in your life. And yes. I know that sounds simplistic. Yes, I love that. And I was going to preach like that. Amen to that, sister. <laughs> I love that. You know, I love that you brought that um, when I had the conviction that I was going to get the job, that I brought also the feelings because it you felt did. real. It mm -hmm. felt real. I, it felt like I was there. And I mm -hmm. did when I got the program, I was like, yes. And I love when you said that. I know I, I said a lot of things I love, I love, but I do really love it that you said that um, when we ask, right, and we feel that we're getting it, and then the fear, like, 
suddenly breaks us there. I, I know that feeling because um, when my sister passed away, I was like, yes, I'm, I'm on it. You know, I was, you know, in the midst of um, a new, a new um, campaign that I was running. But I was like, oh, yes, I'm going to get this and I'm, I'm, I'm going to launch this. And then I will be like, OK, God said, OK, here you go. You got it. Like, but maybe God, not today, because today I have to do this with my yeah. children and I have to do this because I was terrified of of leaving them for one minute. Because I yeah. thought, well, you know, what if something happens to me and I'm not there for them? Well, if something happens to me, I'm not going to be there anyways. <laughs> I can't be, a, you know, at two places at the same time. I There's no way. And it was that fear of not being there because in my mind, you know, my sister passed away. Like, what if I die too? And right. I'm not there for them. That's And that's a program. And that's a program. I had I had very deep fear too. So I understand it. Um, and that is that is a program that that you have to understand that you have safety, security, and confidence in every situation. And so you overcame it. I would the last thing I would say to people is try to try to really live your authentic self because you're uh, try to really sit in, and that's why I ask people at the beginning of the program to write a list of what's really them. And don't let other people's opinions. Mm affect who you are don't i i think we get so caught up in right and wrong and that that can dictate your destiny and that can dictate what you manifest and i always say what if wrong didn't exist what if you know what's right for you what's your authentic self may not be my authentic self and that's okay but when when people start um kind of when we allow other people's opinions or thoughts of us affect who we really are. So we change who we are. And that happens to a lot of people who have empathy or, or, or empaths. Um, empaths, I was an empath. I, well, I am an empath, but um, growing up, I was this person to this person, this person to this person. I wanted everybody to be happy. Right. And I was never my authentic self. I was never my authentic self. And so I always call that the nice version version of Janet. And the kind version of Janet is I, if I can do it for you, I'm going to do it for you. Um, you I, I don't do things at my own detriment anymore. And I used to, and I'm always kind, but I also have my own um, belief and my own values that are important to me. And so I, I have that integrity. Um, and that's my integrity. And everybody has their um, their integrity and their authenticity. And I would say, really tap into knowing what your authentic self is and be kind. Turn into that that kind so that you can stay true to yourself. Because I think when, when we, as like I said, as an empath and you're trying to be everything to everyone and be, be uh, you know, this person wants that kind of it. We're never our authentic self. Whereas we might still be that person, but over here, we might not be able to do it because it would compromise us in a different way. And that's what I'm trying to say. Um, and so I would say, start looking at to what your authentic self is because your authentic self wanted to do the videotaping. That was your authentic self. Your authentic self also didn't want to be afraid anymore didn't want to have the fear. And that's why we also kind of go through what you went through with the fear 
is because we're figuring it out for ourselves and in our soul is saying, oh, you don't want to be fearful anymore because you're you're to expand and to teach all these people through a podcast. And that's what you're meant to do. And so sometimes we block those things by allowing it to come in. And that's why I would really say to people, find your authentic self. I love it. And, and, you know, when you were mentioning about, you know, my, um, meditating and, and doing this different type of exercise, um, not everybody would like to have their eyes closed. And you mentioned having to focus on, on a candle. And yeah. I don't know if, if, if you mentioned something about hearing with one's eyes or is something that we spoke offline, <laughs> But what does that really mean? Because that sounds intriguing to me. What, what does it mean to hearing with your eyes open? And how does this tie into exploration of communication and, and hiding consciousness? Well, when we're staring at the candle, we're kind of hijacking our subconscious mind. We're just staring at this candle the whole time. And it takes us out of thought. And that's where you want to go. You want to go out of thought and you might all of a sudden go, Hey, I can hear the silence. I, I see the silence around. I hear the silence. So that's what you mean by listening with your eyes open. Yeah. You can listen with your eyes open. I mean, I, I'm so attuned to the silence within the noise that I can, even while I'm talking to you can hear the silence within the noise. So, but a bet a really good way to teach yourself to detach from all the thoughts and everything. If you're a visual person, it's just light a candle and walk, look at the candle. Um, Cause it's going to take you out of that thought because you're just staring and focusing on the candle. And if your thought goes a little bit away, bring it back and just focus on the candle because now you have something. And there also, I will say this to people too. There's a lot of really good visual meditations out there that are short. Just go on YouTube. I think, I think Joe Dispenza has a couple that are of 15 minutes. I really like him. Brian Scott. Um, he has a couple that are short. Um, and, and so, um, and I think Jess Shepard, she's, she's Australian. She might have a couple, but they're, they're visual. So you can, if, if you don't want to close your eyes to meditate, you can also look at their graphics that they have, but, but the, the candle will work every time it will work if, and, and it is about hearing the silence in it. It's, it's kind of the beautiful thing. Um, and it, and to me, what that does is it takes you to um, a different space. It takes you to a different, what I can only say, a different level of consciousness. Oh, I love it. Before it's, I let you go, yeah, I, I think you kind of briefly, uh, we've been talking about so many awesome stuff, but um, I think you mentioned something about, you know, going into the cosmic conscious and, and so... Can you briefly, because I, I know it's, this can take you days maybe <laughs> to cover all this, but maybe briefly cover what does this mean and, and how does this quest shape our understanding of ourselves, the cosmic consciousness? Oh, cosmic consciousness. Um, it's my quest to be frank with everybody that's listening. Um, and it will be the journey for the rest of my life. I I was asked a long time ago by uh, this magnificent 
healer that I studied under um, many, many years ago. And he asked me what I wanted. He said, what is it that you want? And I, I didn't want to tell him, but it was the quest. It was cosmic or what I call Christ consciousness, because I knew that if I could even just touch it, that I would have full understanding. And I don't know that we all have that full understanding, but it is my quest to understand it more, to um, to be able to, that quest, just so people really understand it, it's where we feel love for everyone. It's where we're in this gap of love for everyone. It's where we want peace for everyone. It's where we basically, it goes to the point of saying, we're all a drop in the ocean, but we're all the ocean because we make up the ocean. And so in some respects, that is the full feeling of that. And I always say what I wish for everybody, somebody asked this, what I wish for people. And I said, I wish for everybody to have heaven on earth because all of our, and, and somebody said, well, how can that be? And I said, because we all have visions of what heaven on earth is different. And I said, but when we come from that approach, that means that we love everybody unconditionally. We may not agree with everything, but we love everyone unconditionally. We have unconditional compassion. We have divine grace. We, we even possess miracles that way. Because remember, you know, Jesus did say what I can do, you can do and more. And so he was trying to tell us that God is inside us. God is also here. So we're connected to God. And so when you really think of it in that expansiveness, we start looking into the cosmic consciousness and the cosmic consciousness to me is living in love um, and compassion for everyone and everything and the, and non-judgment. I'm going to add that. Um, and the more we can go towards that and it's a work in progress. And that's why I said, that's what I'm working for. That's what I'm trying to achieve. And that's what I try to assist clients to achieve so that they can live the best life they can on this earth by removing, you know, blocks or, or belief systems that are keeping them from experiencing that. Yeah. And I think that's where we're headed. I have to say, I think that's where humanity, no matter how much we look at what's going on, I truly believe we're headed towards this, this journey of love and compassion and understanding and acceptance. Yeah. Even when it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> No, even when it doesn't, and I'm going to say this to all the viewers, I know you're seeing everything that's going on in the world, but just remember, there is probably 10 times more wonderful things that are going out in that world. This is just only what we're being shown. shown. Mm -hmm. And so have the faith that we're all, there are so many of us, even you, everybody listening today that have so much love in their hearts for, for humanity uh, for for this earth and for the people that are on it, you know, that even the animals. And so we can come from that place. So to me, that's what um, really having cosmic consciousness. And 
I would say this, and knowing that it goes far beyond what this earth is, far beyond. We have no understanding of just how far it goes. Yeah, that's that's a great way to end <laughs> to end this. That's just amazing. And where can people find you and connect with you? And also tell me a little bit about this new podcast you're, that you are about to launch. So exciting. Oh, um, so everybody can go. If if you want to go, go on Meet JES. That's the easiest way. MeetJES.com. Or you can do Janet Elaine Schmidt, but I made it easy. Um, and also I have where you can get a free 15-minute consultation. So if you want to go on there, please feel free. And there's also free downloads there. Um, and I think I have the Samurai, the the 92nd, um, flushing the thoughts through your brain. Um, my podcast, my daughter never knew what I did for a living. And so when I she she was talking about some place where she was stuck. And I said, well, you want me to go through my session with you? I'll, I'll do a session with you. So she said, yeah. And she goes, afterwards, she said, I never knew you did this. And so she said, I want to do a podcast with you. Uh, what the hell does my mom do? <laughs> and and uh, what's great is now she's studying like neurolinguistic programming and theta healing and EMDR, all the things that I'm certified in. She's studying them now, even though she's in she has her own uh, marketing company and um, also is uh, uh, writes um, television shows and that sort of thing. So she's just like, I have to do this because people people won't believe what what you do. And, um, and so I did that for her. And I, of course I did, what is it that she needed to know that day? And it was, she goes, I can't believe you actually did that. And so she said, I think, so every week I'll probably tap into her higher self, see what she needs to know, but we'll have guests every week. So of course you'll be on. And, and, uh, I think we're going to have Cynthia Sue Larson on who writes about reality shifting and just different things for people to think about that's out there um that taps into our consciousness and that can expand us um because i'm i'm really part of and i'm going to say this really quickly part of manifesting is finding techniques that work for you so i may talk about these techniques they may not be for you or they may resonate to you but i would say keep going because you're going to find what works for you that's going to aid you to get you where you want to go I love it. I love it. I love that you're going to end on this note because you just reminded me of Louise Hay that on one of her talks, she said, you know, the next speaker might just blow your mind up. And she was talking and she's going to be talking about the same thing I just spoke about, but she's going to click with you. And yeah. it's true. Maybe, you know, nobody resonates with anything that meditating and all that stuff. And they listen to you and it's like, it's yeah. blind mowing, it, it, blind mowing, uh, <laughs> mind blowing. And now I get it. I understand. I am so excited about your podcast. You know, like, I, it, <laughs> I mean, the thought of doing it with her, she's a lot of fun. Um, and she's a mother. So, um, she's my daughter that has a baby. And so it, it will be, and she's, she's a very clever young lady. I mean, she's very quick witted. So it'll be interesting what she throws at me because <laughs> Because I'm not, I'm not built the same way she is. So we'll, we'll, 
we'll have a lot of fun. And I think the guests will have a lot of fun, um, you know, sharing their stories. And it's a little bit of a different format. So I hope people will stay tuned. It'll probably come out at the end of February. And we're both we're both excited. Took a little polling on her part on me, but um, I'm excited to do it with her. I mean, what a better thing to do with your daughter. I love it. I, I'm so excited for you. And and you just reminded me of when my daughter asked, Mama, Mommy, what exactly is it that you do? I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? You don't know what I do? I do too many things. I wear so many hats. <laughs> I love it, Janet. Thank you for joining us again. We're excited to unravel all these mysteries and gain practical insight into enhancing our communication with, with our higher self and reaching new states of being. So for my listeners, let's embark on this transformative journey together. I would love to hear from you, what you learned from this episode. Let's show Janet some love and let her know how this is changing your life. Make sure you check out her, her website, her, her Instagrams. I will make sure to post all that goodies on, on this episode. And until next time, keep being unapologetically yourself and keep learning and growing.